Well, good morning, my friends. I am so humbled and honored to be here with those of you that are here, and for those of you who are joining us online, I just want to say welcome. This morning, I feel like the Lord has something really, really special. Um, I want you to imagine there's a composer, and he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, or she, completely amazing with their gift of putting together music that's emotional and, and, and heartwarming and just incredible. And imagine that this composer refused to write music. Or imagine that there's a, a world-class chef who says, you know what, I'm done cooking. I'm done with that stuff. Or an athlete who's, who's this incredible specimen of athleticism who just sits on the couch with the remote and says, nah, I'm not going to do it anymore. Or an artist who has the ability to, to make art that would make you weep. Imagine if all of those people just said, nope, I'm not going to do it. That is what happens in the body of Christ when we refuse the gifts that God has given us. Whether we, we feel like maybe we're insecure or we feel like you know, we're, not, we're not worthy because we have some sin in our life or whatever, for whatever reason, I believe that each and every one of us has specific and beautiful gifts that God wants to use. And it says in the Bible, it says it's for everyone's good. It's for the common good. It's for the good of building up the body of Christ. And this morning, we're going to explore a couple of really, really unique gifts. It's called the Word of Wisdom and the Word of Knowledge, or the utterance of wisdom or the utterance of knowledge. And we're going to be talking about these this morning. And now, these are not as, as obvious as some of the other ones. You know, we talk, we've been talking about tongues and interpretation. We've been talking about prophecy and helps and all of these different gifts that are a little more obvious. This one, these two actually are, are a lot less kind of out there, but they are no less powerful. And both of these gifts can change your life. And I'm going to give you a bunch of stories this morning, but would you just join me in prayer as we go before the Lord? Thank you, Jackson. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you and we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth. And Lord, we just Invite your presence this morning. Teach us, instruct us, lead us, and guide us. Lord, speak through me. Lord, I, I just ask this morning that I could speak as though speaking the very words of God. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being able to teach those who are hungry. I just ask that you would just minister through me, Jesus, by your spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. I read a quote, um, it says, God cannot be glorified with inactive gifts. You know, of course, God is glorified when we look at the mountains and we look at nature and we look at all the beauty and that does declare God's glory, but he also wants to be glorified in us. Isn't that so cool? He wants to partner with us. He wants to use broken and imperfect people to bring his redemption and to bring encouragement and to bring even healing and deliverance. And so this morning, um, if you have your Bible here, turn in 1 Corinthians 12, 6 
We're going to start reading that, and it says, um, it says, God works in different ways. Isn't that the, isn't that the truth? <laughs> but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. I'm going to read it in this translation. I'm sorry. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the what? Common good. And it says, to one, there is given through the what? Through the what? Through the what? So is this something of yourself? Is this something you just kind of conjure up and you just decide, you know, I'm going to throw down a word of knowledge right now? No. It's by the Spirit. And it says, to each one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about, I know know there's a different definition for word of wisdom. This one does not mention coffee. Coffee. It does not mention uh, tobacco or anything else. This is a different kind of word of wisdom. This is the one that's in 1 Corinthians 12. And it really means Sophia, which means wisdom. And now this is the wisdom that comes from God. There's over 200 references to the word wisdom. This is a big deal to God. And if you remember, in James 1, 5, it says, if you need wisdom... Ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. Let that just sit for a minute. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. Check that out. Is that amazing? It's all you have to do is ask. Thank you. It says he will give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. Some other translation says that, that he's going to give it to you generously without finding fault. We can find a lot of fault in ourselves, can we not? But this is, a, this is God. He's saying, I, will, I want to give you my wisdom. I want to pour out my wisdom on you. I don't want to withhold from you. Remember, he is a good father. He's a perfect father. Remember the story in the Old Testament where Solomon, um, there, there was the guy named Solomon. He was the wisest man ever to live. And in 1 Kings 3.10, it says, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So the Lord went to Solomon. He goes, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. What do you want? Just name it. And Solomon asked for wisdom. And it says that the Lord was pleased. And it said, and he replied, because you've asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice, and you haven't asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I'll give you what you asked for. For I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or ever will have. This is Solomon. You know, you've heard, maybe you've heard the saying, the wisdom of Solomon. He's the guy that wrote the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. If you've never delved into the book of Proverbs, it is such an incredible book. It's like a life manual. It's a parenting manual, and it's just like a, it's, it, I mean, they're just these little kind of quips. There's 31 chapters, so you can do one every single day and become wise. Um, Solomon is a guy who wrote those. But do you remember, have you ever heard this story where there's these two women, and one of them uh, comes to Solomon and says, she has, in the middle of the night, she's rolled over on her baby, and crushed her baby. What? Ugh. It's horrible. 
Yeah, no crushing your baby. That is not, a, not recommended. But, she, but she's sleeping with the baby, and she rolls over on the baby. And so she goes to Solomon, and she, and she tells him that this other woman's baby is actually hers. She trades the babies out. And this is like an evil thing to do. And this other mother is like, no, no, that's really my baby. She, she rolled over on her baby. And, they, and so these moms are standing there between Solomon, and he just goes, okay, I have a plan. I have a word of wisdom. Let's just cut the baby in half. That sounds reasonable, right? Because what happened after that was that the real mother said, no, just let her have it. Just let her have the baby. I, don't, it's, I want the baby to live. And Solomon said, that's the mother. That's the real mother right there. Isn't that wise? I wouldn't have thought of that. I thought that was a really good idea. Psalm 111.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and all those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Amen? Proverbs chapter 2 is like a whole chapter. It's talking about wisdom, and it's saying, in whatever you do, get wisdom, get understanding. This is what the Lord is saying. Seek after these things. Seek after wisdom, seek after understanding. You think about Jesus with the Pharisees. I mean, there are so many instances where the Pharisees were trying to outsmart Jesus and he just would always come out with just like a quick little one-liner and just put them in their place. Jesus, it says, was full of wisdom. He was full of wisdom. Um, Luke 7, 35, it says, wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. Those who are filled with wisdom typically gain it through reading the word of God. It's not worldly wisdom. We're not talking about the wisdom of this world because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.20, it says, where does this leave philosophers, the, the wise people? Where does this leave scholars and the world's brilliant debaters? It says, God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. The wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Um, You can actually, speaking of the word of wisdom and the spiritual gift of wisdom, I've known people that have gotten words of wisdom just in dreams. You know, I think um, Daniel was one of those guys, but I've had, I wasn't alive back then, but (laughs) I have friends who have had dreams about something and they expressed it, and some crazy, amazing thing happened. And uh, one time, I remember, my husband had this dream. There was a, there was a woman in our, we, we were doing like a little uh, community group in our home, and we had this couch, and that, the woman was sitting like right here on the end of the couch. And we all kind of felt like there was just a little something kind of off with her, but we couldn't pinpoint it. That night, my husband Eric had a dream that she was sitting like here on, that, on this couch, and all of a sudden she like manifested and became like a, maybe akin to like Gollum in The Lord of the Rings, like she became like, a, like this demonic thing. And then all of this stuff right after that started coming out. We started to see there was all kinds of evil things that she was doing, trying to to tear apart the church and 
like doing all kinds of, excuse me, immoral things in the name of God. And it was crazy because right after he had that dream, it was like we saw what, what was really going on, what was hidden in the darkness. Sometimes that happens in our dreams. We can get words of wisdom. Um, a, a word of wisdom is like something where someone will come to you and they'll maybe like pinpoint something that's going on in your life and give you hope and give you like a kind of a sense of direction. Um, say for example, um, you're, you're struggling and going through a hard time and someone will come to you and say, you know, I believe that you're in a, a season of winter right now and the Holy Spirit wants to encourage your heart and say that, you know, there's, there's, there's a ripe ground underneath and that the, the winter will pass and that you'll begin to see the buds. But right now, remain with him. You know, it's just like, a, it's like an encouragement that you can give. It's not anything that's ever going to be contrary to what it says in the Bible. But it's like a sense, and, and I've seen it happen so many times in my own life with people, where they would come to me and they would give me like a word picture or a vision or a sense of something, and it would literally trans, like it would transpose my entire attitude or my, my vision about something. Um, the, the pastor that sent us to San Jose when we planted the church there, his name is Daniel, and he... Um, he spoke to us right before we moved out to Utah. And he, and he just said to us, he said, I believe that the Lord is preparing you to be like gladiators with going into Utah with like these swords. And you're going to be chopping down the, the dense thicket. And you're going to clear a path for others to make it easier for others who follow behind you. And we have seen that happen so many times throughout our ministry, which has been really cool. Um, James chapter 317 says, the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. Okay, remember, if someone tries to give you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge and it has something to do with you like giving them money, it's probably not from the Lord, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just keep that in mind. It says, it's first of all pure and it's peace-loving and it's gentle at all times. You know, there, there are some uh, ministries or, or, I don't know, I guess I'm a TV evangelist now, but <laughs> there are some TV evangelists who like, they'll get up there and they'll like say, you know, all these things and all these words and it's really kind of all about them rather than glorifying God. Anytime we use spiritual gifts, it's for the common good and it's always to bring honor and glory to the Lord. It's never to bring like this, like, wow, that guy's so wise. Let's follow him. Let's give him all our money. That's, that's not what the word of wisdom, it says it's first of all pure, peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It's not about the show, it's about the Holy Spirit. And it says it's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So if you ever want to know if something is the wisdom from the Lord, it's going gonna, it's gonna to meet all of these characteristics. It's pure, peace-loving, gentle, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. 
shows no favoritism, and is always sincere. That is the wisdom that comes from God. And if someone says that they have a message of wisdom or an utterance of wisdom or a word of wisdom for you, it should fit all of these characteristics, okay? Now, the difference between the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, because they're both spoken, they're both by the power of the Holy Spirit, neither one of them um, or something you can just kind of put on, you can just decide you're gonna, now I'm gonna give you a word of knowledge or now I'm gonna give you a word of wisdom. You can walk in wisdom and you can know the word of God, but that's not necessarily what the spiritual gift is. The spiritual gift is when the Holy Spirit gives you a specific word or a specific, uh, like an impression, like Siri had earlier. You know, that was a word of wisdom for us. I believe that she, thank you for that, I'll pay you later. <laughs> but she, but she, she was bold, she stepped out and she said, I feel like I have this, this sense from the Lord and she brought us a word of wisdom. Right, amen? Anybody, anybody receive what she had to say in those times where you're feeling like you just can't hear God's voice? And she's saying those are the times and the Lord is saying to us, maybe during the coronavirus, Maybe right now, he's saying, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a good thing in you. You don't see it. It's painful. It seems barren. But the Holy Spirit wants you to know he's doing a new thing in you. And it's a good thing. And if you're not hearing his voice, don't be discouraged. Continue to press into him. Amen? Amen. So the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is like a sense of something that can give you direction, and it's kind of, it identifies maybe a season or something that you're going through. A word of knowledge, knowledge really means gnosis, which is the, the original uh, Greek, but what it means is to know. So knowledge is to actually know something, like to have something pretty specific. Wisdom is more overarching and, and maybe a little more future-directed, but, but knowledge is like a specific thing. And I have seen so many times in my life where a word of knowledge will, will literally transform someone's life. It will change the trajectory of their entire life. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the what? common good. This is, again, for the entire, for the edification of the body of Christ, the building up. To one there's given a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. Um, I read a quote. It says, it says, when you ain't got no education, you just got to use your brains. Okay, now that's, that's ridiculous, but sometimes I would say when you when you ain't got a word from the Lord, you just need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to speak something to you. Amen? And sometimes knowledge means knowing something that no one else could know. Um, again, my husband, Eric, uh, he had a business partner in California, and he, he had the honor of being able to introduce him to Jesus. And um, the first time that they prayed together, my husband said, 
He said, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I'm kind of sensing you're, you're in a, a room, you're a little boy, and there's, there's a light shining in the window. Maybe it's the moonlight, he said, and, and you're on your knees. You're about five or six years old. You're on your knees, and there's, my husband said, this is weird, but he goes, it's, there's like a yellow blanket, and his friend just broke down and just began to weep. And my husband went on, he said, and you're, you're crying out to Jesus because his parents were getting a divorce at the time. And my husband was able to see this point in time that he had never been told about. It was a word of knowledge. He just knew it. He just knew it. Um, Again, I've told this story many times, but, but I had some dear friends, and we had this woman come through our church years and years ago who, who really walked in the, the gift of, of word of knowledge. And she, she said to this woman, well, actually to her husband, this woman was barren. She had been trying for, I, for several years to conceive a child and couldn't and had gone to all of the treatments and everything. And this woman came and just gave this word to this woman's husband and said, God is gonna make you the father of many spiritual children. And this guy just broke down. He hadn't cried since he was five years old and he broke down. Because this woman, she was, she was the one, she was from Scotland. She says, oh, I don't know what I'm saying, but I just believe the Lord is saying that you'll have many spiritual children. And thus came one of my godsons. This woman was pregnant. And, and now there's no way that this woman from Scotland would have any idea that the guy she's talking to, that his wife is in the other room doing children's ministries, that she is actually about maybe a day and a half pregnant. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is an amazing, amazing thing that the Lord does. Um, the, the prophet Elisha, he, he has a lot of different stories, especially like in 1 Kings 5. I don't have time to go into the whole story, but... Elisha really moved in the, the gift of knowledge, if you remember the story of Naaman the leper. and um, Matthew 13, 12 says, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. It says, but for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Keep in mind here, Jesus left us his Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will send my Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you into all truth. I will give you direction. I will give you vision. I will give you wisdom. I will give you knowledge. And here's what he's saying. He's saying, those who listen to my teaching, you know the teachings of Jesus are the ones that are like, they take you to the secret place with God. It says he wants to reveal the secret things to those who draw near to him. And he's saying, if you listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. And, and it says, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. If you really want to function in the gift of wisdom or the gift of knowledge, if you spend time getting to know the word of God and getting to know the author of the word of God, getting to know who Jesus is, 
I don't know how many of you have been watching The Chosen, anybody? The Chosen, it's an app you can get on your phone. It's changing my life. I mean, every time, after every episode, I'm like, oh, this is why I love Jesus so much. It's amazing. It's, it's an app, and there's like, I don't know, almost 50 million views. Um, if you don't have it, you should download it, because it's, it's, it literally like brings the Gospels. Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books in the New Testament. They're called the Gospels, which means good news. Um, and the, and the, um, the Chosen is all these stories about Jesus, and Jesus is just like, he's so likable. Like, I mean, he's not like, holy, pious Jesus. You know, he's not like that. He's like, like there's this one scene. Um, I told somebody this this morning. So, so Simon Peter is uh, this tough fisherman guy, and, and he goes, wow, Lord, you already know what's in my mind. And Jesus goes, yeah, well, Simon, pretty much everybody knows what's going on in your mind. It doesn't take the wisdom of God. And then the other disciples are like, yeah, it's true. But in the chosen, when you see Jesus and you see how he is and how loving and accepting and, and human he is, it's like, think about that. Jesus is God Almighty who put on flesh and came to live with us. And he lived a perfect and a sinless life And then he took upon himself all of the sin of the world. He took it all upon himself, even though he never sinned. And he died a brutal death on a cross so that we could have eternal life. And when you're ever wondering, when you're not hearing God's voice, or you feel like you don't have knowledge, you feel like you don't have wisdom, you feel like you're at a barren place in your life, remember the, the God of the Gospels, Jesus, that's who we're supposed to follow. It's Jesus, the king of the universe, that we're supposed to follow. And he, is, he shares with us. Isn't that awesome? He shares his truth with us. And he's saying, I want to give you more understanding. I want to give you more knowledge. I want to give you more wisdom. This is Jesus telling us this. It says he sent his Holy Spirit who lives within us when we open ourselves up to the gospel, when we receive the forgiveness that Jesus offered for us on the cross. That is when he pours out his Holy Spirit on us. And not just to fill us with his Holy Spirit, but he wants to fill us to overflowing so that we can bless other people with these gifts, these supernatural gifts, wisdom and knowledge. He wants to use us in this way, and he wants to see his kingdom expanded, and he wants to use the broken vessels that we are, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, recently, I don't know about you all, but I, I'm, I'm really um, kind of tired of the whole COVID thing. Anybody else? Anybody else tired of it? So anybody like, yeah, this is great. All the introverts, maybe, I don't know. But God has been doing something so deep in me, and it, it's been rough. I mean, to be honest, he's been showing me me. Ugh. And I just feel I'm so grateful for his grace. I'm so grateful for his mercy. I'm so honored that he would 
choose me and that he would choose you. Aren't you so grateful? Aren't you so thankful for the grace of God, the mercy of God? And here he says, if you listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. More understanding. Jesus wants us to have an abundance of knowledge. You know, sometimes I have people, they'll come up to me and and if I'm talking about something a little difficult or whatever, they'll come up to me and they'll say, hey, um, my wife talked to you, huh? And I'll be like, what do you mean? Well, I know you were preaching right at me. And I'm like, no, I, I don't preach right at people. I try not to do that. But that's the Holy Spirit sometimes working through whoever, whomever it is. And it's, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like these gifts are not like as obvious. They're not like out there as much as, you know, maybe the gift of prophecy or, I mean, tongues and interpretation or miracles and faith, which we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. Um, there was a guy in Holland when, when Eric and I went to Holland on a mission and um, everybody else decided to go into town and we stayed back in our tent we stayed in tents on the mission field. And um, Martin came into our tent, and he started to list a bunch of things about us, exactly what we were going through in our life at that time. These are things he never would have known. Nobody ever told him. He just walked in. All of a sudden, he just started saying all of these things. And what did that do for us? Well, first of all, it helped us to really trust this guy who was a leader um, in Holland on our mission, we trusted him because we knew, wow, there's no way he would have known some of the things he just said. There's no way he wouldn't know. They were very specific things. And number two, what it did was it totally encouraged us. Word of wisdom or word of knowledge will totally encourage you. That's the point of it. I mean, it might be a point of correction. It might be something that's saying, hey, avoid the cliff because otherwise you're going to die. It might be a word of correction, but that's ultimately an encouraging thing because you don't have to go over the cliff. God is providing a way out for you. Um, there was another time a, a young lady came into church at one point and um, she asked me if I, would, if I would do some counseling with her and immediately the Holy Spirit said she's a bulimic. Now, I, I didn't know anything about this, this girl's life and all of a sudden... She was talking around it and telling me all these other things, you know, it's this, it's my dad, it's, you know, my brother, it's this. And all of a sudden I said, can I ask you something? I said, do you struggle with an eating disorder? And immediately, again, she just broke down and said, yeah, that's, that's what I'm struggling with right now. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like I sat there and went, I'm going to follow her around and watch her life and see it was just it was the holy spirit and it opened up an opportunity for me to be able to minister to her the lord wants to do this in us and through us and that's i guess the main point today is to desire these things remember it says earnestly desire all of the spiritual gifts earnestly desire them eagerly ask the lord say god give me words of wisdom give me words of knowledge use me for your glory use me to build up and encourage other people um, the story of ananias and sapphira in acts chapter 5 so there's this couple and they sold this property and they made a bunch of money and then they brought in most of it 
and they left it in the temple and they kind of walked away like, check us out. We gave all this money in the temple. And then all of a sudden Peter got a word of knowledge that they didn't bring in all the money. This was a word of knowledge that he got. And I mean, it ends badly for Ananias and Sapphira. They basically get roasted and um, that was it for Ananias and Sapphira. But Peter got this word of knowledge. Um, you guys have all heard the story. Well, some of you have heard the story of my friend who was kidnapped at gunpoint. And the word of knowledge that a pastor had for her kidnapper, they just happened to go into this church in Oakland. They walked into this church and the pastor had words of knowledge over this, this kidnapper so much so that he got on his knees, threw his gun down, threw his drugs out, and started to worship the Lord. That's a word of knowledge. I mean, she started saying really specific things like, I know you, you've been running from the Lord for you know, 27 years, and I know your mom, and she's in Philadelphia. I mean, she, this woman started like reading this guy's mail, and boom, totally changed his life. And my friend, consequently, got to go free from this kidnapper. My favorite story, again, back to The Chosen. Um, they do a portrayal in episode eight of the woman at the well, where Jesus um, is sitting at this well that Jacob and his sons built, or dug, and this woman comes, and now this woman is a total outcast. I mean, she is like, she is shunned by, by anybody who has any sense of the law or of religiosity. She was, she was low class. And she comes out to the well in the middle of the day because she couldn't go in the morning when the other women went in the cool of the day. She had to go because she was such an outcast. So there she, she comes and she meets Jesus. And they have this whole exchange but, it, but Jesus ends up looking at her and saying, you should go get your husband. And she's like, well, I don't have a husband. And, she, and he says, I know. You've had five. And the one you're living with now isn't even your husband. And she, like she, she's like, stunned and then all of a sudden Jesus starts to name the husbands names the situations this is word of knowledge he is he knows this and what it did was it served to open her up to receive him as the Messiah and then she's like I'm gonna go tell everybody this guy knows everything I've ever done it was this incredible portrayal of John chapter 4 but that's what Jesus is about He's about setting us free. He's about delivering people and he's about saving people. And he wants us to walk in freedom. Colossians 2 says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, <clears throat> excuse me, which is Christ himself. Check that out. His mysterious plan that he wants to reveal is Jesus. It says, in him, in Jesus, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
Now again, he longs to pour out his spirit on us and to use us in these ways. How many of you right now want the word of wisdom and you want the word of knowledge? Anybody? Let's stand up and let's just, let's just pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come and blow us away and start to use us in this way so that his kingdom can be expanded and that he can be known in this state. Amen? Amen? Well, Father God, we just stand before you, Lord, and we are humbled and in awe. Blessed are you, King of the universe. You are our Lord. You are our God. We worship and we magnify the name of Jesus in this place. We honor you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that in you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In you and you alone, Lord, we thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into all truth. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross We thank you that you paid the penalty for our sins. Lord, that you you laid down your life for us so that we could live. And Jesus, more than that, not just to save us, Lord, but to partner with us in seeing your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, that's our desire. At the Adventure Church, Lord, that is our desire. God, we want to see your kingdom come. We want to see your will be done. Lord, fill us to overflowing. Lord, use each and every, can you just say this? Say, use me, Lord, for this, for your glory. Show me your glory. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Speak words of wisdom through me. Speak words of knowledge through me. Be glorified in my life. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you, and we honor your name, God. I just pray, Lord, this week that we would have examples of opportunities for us to get together and to be able to use words of knowledge and words of wisdom, that we would be able to see your gospel, Lord, the good news that you came not to condemn the world, but to save the world, to set us free from our sin and our bondage and our slavery. We bless you and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer with me, step out in faith this week. Don't get weird, but maybe (laughs) some of you need to hear that. And, and, and by the way, I just want to say this. It's not going to be like, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get like a quivery voice and you're not going to suddenly develop a southern accent or anything. I mean, it's just going to be you just talking to people. But invite the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Amen? Okay, give somebody an elbow or something and we'll see you next week. Love you all.